Hello, quest for you fans. I know I haven't been here, but I wanted to let you know I'm still here. Maybe not with you through my regular episodes, but I'm here. I'm trying to listen, to learn, and to find my way through this difficult time. And this is what the quest for you sometimes is. Not always a straight line. Sometimes it's a detour. Or, as in my case, a pause. Reflecting and looking inward. Trying to find my way. How are you doing on your quest? Our best self isn't always clear. Especially in times when our world is turned upside down, as it is now for many of us. When there are no distractions, it's easy just to walk in a straight line, to follow your path, do your thing. But when our routine is interrupted by outside events, it's possible to lose focus and stumble. Many times I know I just charge forward. Most of the time, actually. So trust me, this time right now is tough for me. This pausing sitting with thoughts, not knowing what to do or how to really move forward. It's uncomfortable. When I say I'm taking one day at a time, this is really what I'm doing. One day at a time. But unfortunately, taking one day at a time doesn't get me really closer to my goals and what I really want to do. I'm just kind of floating in the moment. But this week, a small light appeared. A light I already know about, but that was blocked by all my confusion and distraction. A light that came to me by reading a book. A light that I want to share with you today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening and staying true to this quest and staying with me. A lot is going on in this world. A lot more than in March when we thought there couldn't possibly be more going on. And yet there is. It's called life. It happens. It moves along even while we are on pause, looking around and searching. Life doesn't stop and the issues that plague our society, our country, our world, they will continue to resurface until we address them. So my question is, where are you looking? Out of the many things that are happening, what are you focusing on? The riots in Portland and other cities? The upcoming elections? The continued spread of the COVID-19 virus? state of the economy with its high unemployment rate or maybe the favorable stock prices or are you trying to not get wrapped up too much in any of these and instead you're focusing more on yourself maybe your family maybe your projects at home or your work maybe your personal growth i find myself in the latter group i still have a job that keeps me busy thank goodness, and I try to keep up with my exercise routine and my healthy eating habits. On weekends, and sometimes even on weekday mornings, I escape into nature with people that are important to me, and I always try to grow as a person through reading, meditating, and through my introspection and reflection on life. And in between, I try to listen, sometimes intentionally, sometimes just because I get pulled into it. And I often get pulled in through conversations with others. They bring up issues that are on their mind, and in that way, they also become a priority on my mind. I often realize how much I don't know, which then takes me to the internet, 
because I want to learn more. I almost feel guilty for not knowing and being able to contribute to the conversations. But then I easily can spend hours researching and reading and I fall behind on my other priorities and I'm unable to concentrate on my work or I lack motivation for my exercise. I get hungry but I don't have energy to cook at these meals so I begin to snack around or I just run out of time to read the book I really wanted to read. In some, I become unintentional about my time. I fall into a river and I let it take me wherever it wants. And this is not always a bad thing. Sometimes it's good to float and just be carried, to come across new and interesting things. We get lost in them. They bring us moments of joy and curiosity. Maybe we learn even something new from that cute little Instagram video. But we have to find our way out of the flow that carries us. We have to find our paddle at some point so we can steer ourselves back into the direction that we want to go. And that is often the hard part. I often find myself saying, but I don't know where I want to go. I don't know what my direction is. I ask my friends, they have to listen to my whining and complaining, which really is just an excuse for floating some more. And without the necessity to get dressed and into my car, for example, I realize I have a lot more opportunities to float the routine is gone and therefore the discipline required to hold up that routine is not needed anymore. Sure, I don't always know what to focus on. So one day I find myself researching the best stocks to buy. Another day, maybe because of a conversation with a friend, I spend hours reading statistics on COVID infections. And then the next day I try to find the best recipe for gluten-free apple cake because I have a bunch of apples sitting around that need to be used. I'm all over the place, and at the end of such days, I feel unproductive, depressed about my lack of focus and lack of accomplishments. Here's the thing. We don't need to have it all figured out. We don't need to have to focus 24-7. We can float every day, if needed, for a while. We just cannot allow ourselves to sink, which is what happens to me lately. In Greg McKeon's book, Essentialism, helped me get clarity on this and hopefully after today helps me and you to get back on track. I may record an episode reviewing the entire book at some point, but for today, all I want us to find is that light in our days. Call it a light. Call it intention. Call it progress. Call it the next step. If you feel as lost and unfocused and unaccomplished as I do often these days, let's begin to feel better today. And the recipe to feel better is a simple word that I've talked about a lot over the last three years since I started this podcast. It's called action. I know about action. I'm a believer in action. Yet I don't always find the momentum to execute, especially lately. Chapter 17 in Essentialism is called Progress, the Power of Small Wins. You see, I used to win the day in big ways before. I got a lot done every single day. But my days have changed. The world has changed. And even without the world changing, we all have setbacks from time to time. And if we focus on winning big, 
while we're still struggling, it can seem overwhelming, and we can't conjure up the energy to even start. The answer lies in small wins. Focus on a small win. It may sound silly. It may sound like, ah, oh, this is not going to do a whole lot for me. But please, stay with me. There is power in this. Because every single day, if you focus on the smallest possible win, that will get you just a little bit closer to feeling better, to feeling like you make progress, to feeling like you're getting somewhere. Why not do that? The question is, what is a win? You need to define that for yourself. Here's an excerpt from chapter 17. Instead of starting big and then flaring out with nothing to show for it other than time and energy wasted, to really get essential things done, we need to start small and build momentum. Then we can use that momentum to work towards the next big win. Then we can use that momentum to work towards the next win and the next one and so on until we have a significant breakthrough. And when we do, our progress will have become so frictionless and effortless that the breakthrough will seem like overnight success. As former Stanford professor and educator Henry B. Eyring has written, my experience has taught me this about how people and organizations improve. The best place to look is for small changes we could make in the things we do often. There is power and steadiness and repetition. And then later in the same chapter, he uses the phrase minimal viable progress. So what can be minimal viable progress for you? Let's start with the big goal, the one that usually weighs heavy on us. For me, it's many things, but the main thing is this podcast. I want to get back to publishing three episodes per week. This objective was easily achievable weeks ago. Suddenly, it's not. So I can spend my days as I have, beating myself up over it, and whine to my friends about it, and be confused and unclear about my direction, and still not get any episodes done. Or I can look for ways to get closer to my objective. Maybe instead of a big leap, which obviously is not working, but with small steps, just as the author of this book suggested. So let's begin to scale back, peel back the onion, so to say. Okay, so I say to myself, if I could just write each day, then I would have the content I need to record the episodes again. But I know, I've tried, and I couldn't focus longer than 10 minutes. This frustrated me because I used to be able to write for hours before. So let's scale back even further. What can I do? Forget about writing an episode in one setting. I've proven to myself that I can't get that done, at least not right now. But instead of being frustrated because I can't get that done, I can ask, what can I get done? What is the minimal thing I can do? Can I write for 10 minutes each day? I probably can. I don't know if this will get me to three episodes in one week, but I can start there. You can ask yourself the same question. What can you do? What is the minimal action step that you can take that will get you just a little bit closer? It doesn't have to get you all the way there. Remember, it's not about reaching the goal, which seems so overwhelming at the moment, but it can get you closer. One step. 10 minutes of writing. 10 push-ups, 10 glasses of water over the course of a day, 10 minutes less 
of television each night, 10 minutes of pause before responding to heated text messages. Whatever your big goal is, take it many, many steps down and make it small and achievable. And trust me, I know this is hard because when you're used to doing so much more or when you mastered this thing before, it's hard to get back and start small again. But all I did is think back. What allowed me to get things done more efficiently before? What was it that worked and that I'm not doing anymore? And as I look at my days, I know that the major determining factor for my winning of the day are early mornings. When I get up early enough, where I can do my yoga and meditation practice without rush, where I can go for a nice long walk when there's nobody outside and just peace and quiet, and then get home and still have 10-15 minutes to take a shower and get dressed. And keep in mind, I don't have to get dressed fancy these days. I just have to get dressed into some clean clothes. All before 8 a.m. A time where I want to be ready, sit down and hit the day. My morning routine is a major step for my winning the rest of the day. I already do yoga. I participate in a 6 a.m. meditation practice pretty regularly. I also go walking every day. I do all those activities. I just can't fit all three into my morning before 8 because I get up too late. So what's my small win? I scaled it back even further. Yes, I can start writing 10 minutes every day, but I wanted to go to the real root of the problem. And for me, it's my morning that I'm not starting intentionally. What is the minimal thing? I asked myself, what is the minimal thing I can do that will, over time, help me start each day with intention and thereby get me more disciplined with my time throughout the rest of the day and help me focus on the things that matter most? For me, it's getting up earlier. It's my secret sauce. For me, feeling better, doing better, and being better, which also means I may need to go to bed earlier and change a few other things in my evening routine. Additional actions that will remove obstacles from getting up earlier may be necessary, and the book talks about those as well. But let's just focus on one thing. To start tomorrow, all I really need to do is get up by the time the alarm sounds and not hit snooze. However hard that may be, and however tired I may be, but the more I do it, I know the easier it will get. So I want you to ask yourself, what is the minimal action you know will set you up for success? You may not have trouble getting up early, but maybe you lose yourself on your phone for the first hour instead of working out or reading something inspirational. So you could focus on that part as your small win. Do you watch too much TV and maybe that is holding you back from writing your blog or cooking healthier? Cut your television time by 10 or 15 minutes. It won't hurt too much. Don't start with an hour. Start small. Do the minimal thing that will push you forward just so slightly. A walk around the block is better than no walk. Five minutes of journaling, praying, meditation, singing, practicing a language or an instrument, it's better than no time at all. Those five minutes will not only make you feel more accomplished, they will also and this is more important, give you momentum. Soon you will want to do more because it feels so good. 
Soon you'll work out for 30 minutes. Every time I convince myself to go out and get my 12,000 steps in, no matter how hard it is, as soon as I'm out walking, I feel already great. So start today. Define the minimal and do it. And do it consistently. This, my friends, is the secret to getting out of any rut. And I'm in it just like you are. And I know this, but I needed a reminder. And we all sometimes do. So we don't need to beat ourselves up for eating too much during this time, for lounging around, for watching too much television. We just need to find one small thing we can do that will change all of that. Maybe it won't change it right away. That's a big goal, remember. But it will change our direction just so slightly. And that's all that matters for now. We just need to build some momentum. Share with me how it goes and if this helps you. I'm here for you and I'm here with you. And I honestly hope that my morning practice will get me back on track with regular episodes. You can be right here with me and see how it goes. Until then, much love.